Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Waifus and Weeboos podcast, where tonight I am live once again on twitch.tv slash sorosensei1, where we are doing the winter 2022 review. Um, I mean, overall, this was like a little... Uh, winter 2022 was like a little... Oh, uh, I got to do my spiel. Uh, my name is Nick, as y'all know by... As, as some of y'all know by now. Um, and the winter 2022 season was like... Uh, it was like a little appetizer for what the spring season has been bringing, uh, or for what the spring, what was expected for the spring season. I've already started, uh, the spring season as, as the spring season did start last week. And I got to tell you, the spring season is strong. Um, it was one of the most highly anticipated seasons for a reason. And I got to tell you, it is living up to its name. Um, a lot of the shows that I've started, a lot of them I'm going to be keeping on, um, just because they had a strong impact. Now it doesn't mean they can't get worse as time goes along, but the spring season has started off strong. Now, what does that say about the winter season? Was the winter season, you know, like some old potato skins that you get for an appetizer? Or was it like, you know, like the bread that you get from like a steakhouse uh, and you put that like creamy butter in and, you j and it just melts in your mouth? Like, was it like that? Or was it like somewhere in the beginning, like somewhere in the beginning, like in the middle, like you get a nice spinach and artichoke jet where it's like, it's not the best, but like, it's not bad. Um, it's kind of like that. It was kind of like a spinach and artichoke dip where um, there were some good things. There were some God awful things, um, but it did give us, you know, some good, uh, mainly female characters, but they gave us some uh, good male characters as well. So today we're going to go over um, seven different topics. I have, well, let me double check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. Seven different topics. Uh, we're going to go dive mostly into five because the two, um, topics that I did, I did it on the previous episode, um, of my, um, top openings and endings of the season. So y'all know what my top openings and endings are. So we will agree. We will go over, um, the top openings and endings. Well, we'll go over my best opening and ending, but we won't play it on the podcast today. If you want to know, uh, my top opening and endings from the winter season, go and check the episode out from about two episodes ago. Um, but the categories we have today are going to be the most overrated anime of winter 2022. Uh, the biggest surprise in my eyes. Uh, the show that I was disappointed in the most. The show that is underrated. Um, the best opening, the best ending, and of course, the anime of the season. So after we go over all of those uh, topics, I will be going over um, each anime individually. Just giving my personal score from my anime list and giving... Uh, like an average score of what I thought. So let's say I gave Attack on Titan a 10 um, on my enemy list. I'd like to give like a more like precise score. Like, I don't know. Like, for example, uh, the third season of Attack on Titan, I had it like an 8.6 or something like that. That's not my score for Attack on Titan. The, the, the third season or the final season, whatever. Final season part one, whatever you want to call it. Um, but like, that's the example that I'm going to be given. So, with that, let us get into the categories, ladies and gentlemen. Again, we are live on twitch.tv slash sensei one uh, Socials are in the profile um, and where you can see a live episode of the Waifus and Weeboos podcast. So, let's start off with um, my most overrated anime of winter 2022. And you know what? Like, this anime did get praise for its humor and you know it's characters but like i gave it a shot and like it gave me some laughs but it has like a seven uh four 
on my enemy list. And I just did not think it was that good. And that's Fantasy Bishoujo. Um, like, I, I don't know. Like, the whole reincarnated in another world and you become, like, this pretty girl and you just, like, it's just, it, like, it was kind of, like, it reminded me a lot of Cautious Hero. And, like, I, I gotta be honest, like, I didn't think Cautious Hero was funny either. I thought Cautious Hero was just dumb and stupid. But this show, like, it had its moments, but overall, it was just not good. But people seem to love this anime. Like, it, it's one thing if you say, like, oh, it's stupid, but it's funny. A lot of people were just saying, no, this is great storytelling, and this is fantastic. And I'm over here like, no, this is a slapstick comedy that's not that in my opinion is really not that funny like you got to take it like from that point of view like it is a slapstick comedy that just did not hit the mark for me at least um and i think the praise that people give it is just extremely uh unwarranted I, i'm gonna go like i talked about this earlier that i want to go into it a little bit more when i go over the scores uh but i i feel like i have to give my score for it now i gave it a five on my enemy list and I think, like, an overall score for this show is, like, a 5.4. Like I said, it's not a bad anime. It's just, like, to me, it just didn't, like, like, it should have been more slapsticky. Like, it had that slapstick feel, but it just didn't deliver on the slapstick comedy. So, Fantasy Beast Shoujo being my most overrated anime of uh, winter 2022. Now, what was my underrated anime of 2022? I actually have two of them, all right? One of them I did not watch, uh, and that was Sasaki to Miyano. Uh, I, the, the boys love scene is, is not my forte. Um, I just don't find it interesting. Just like for the majority like of uh, like Yuri anime, I, I'm just not I'm just not big on it. Uh, I got nothing against it, of course, uh, but it's just not my cup of tea. However, uh, I've heard really fantastic things um, about Sasaki Tumino in different forums and on Twitter. But I feel like through like the the um, like the like the Facebook accounts for the company streaming it and. Uh, the Twitter accounts for actually Sasaki Amino's like Twitter account, like over there, like I just feel like it's not, you know, getting the love that it deserves. Like it's got an eight point something on Mal, which is good, which means the users know that it's really good. Um, but I feel like it's underrated, and I feel like it does need to be talked about more um, throughout the anime community as a whole, uh, in regards to the big name companies and the little name companies as well. Um, but since I can't really talk much about uh, Sasaki to Miyano because I did not watch it, uh, I would like to get on to my second underrated anime of the season, and that was Princess Connect Redive. Um, the first episode of season two of Princess Connect Redive, like, literally blew me away. Animation was fucking phenomenal. Uh, st still funny as hell, and the animation continued to be fantastic throughout the whole season. The story finally, you know, like we had a little bit story in, in season one or part one or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it wasn't enough to like 
to uh, please my palate. But season two, like, it just popped off. Animation was great. Like, the characters just stayed funny as hell. And honestly, the show only got better as time went along. And again, this is another anime that I feel like people sleep on or don't talk about because it's a gotcha anime. Um, and like, when people think gotcha anime, they think, all right, it's it's bad. It's bad. I think I feel like that's the the broad concept of uh, gotcha anime, and I don't think that's fair to this show. Um, and honestly, I don't think it's fair to a couple other shows. Like King's Raid is a gotcha anime, and like I liked King's Raid. I do. I did think it was bad, but I believe it's like everybody's cup of tea. You know, um, like this show is good. The show is really really good. Season one, I guess, could be like a little bit of a. Like a little bit of like a like a trek through, but like honestly, this felt like a like this felt like a toned down Konosuba, not a lesser Konosuba, but like a little bit toned down, like no perverted shit, like just four people going on wacky adventures, dumb shit happening to them. Like this was a really good anime, and I I, I and again I think just because of the gotcha aspect of it a lot of people are just not talking about it and i don't think that's fair to the show uh yuki was great pecorino is great uh kokoro is great and carol well carol's fucking garbage um i did not like carol i did not i did not see the love that people have for carol out the outside of the fact that she's a cat girl i will say this once and one time only fuck carol and that's it on my TED Talk for the characters of Princess Connect Redive. Outside of the side characters they bring in, awesome side characters they bring in, very funny. The voice act the voice acting, the voice acting staff for the show was really, really good. Um and, and you should not sleep on this anime. You really, really shouldn't. Uh definitely check out Princess Connect Redive Part One and get hyped for part two. It is now airing on Crunchyroll as we speak. Well, it's not airing anymore, but it's on Crunchyroll. So those are my biggest underrated anime of the season. What is actually my disappointing anime of the season? I had a couple of them. I really did. But at the end of the day, my biggest disappointment was Tokyo 24th Ward. Now, I know Cloverworks was knee-deep in two other anime projects this season. I get it. I understand it. I get that it's an anime original as well. But... Somebody has to be writing this shit, right? And the show, like, started off strong. Like, it was interesting. You have three characters who get this power. There's no explanation why they have this power, but they get this power. And it's like, okay, I'm not asking any questions. It's some sci-fi shit. It's got to come along eventually. Right? Question mark? Comma, right? question mark absolutely not nothing is answered at all and the show just literally spirals out of control and then and then i i i have to i had to put it on cloverworks a little bit i understand again that they were working on two bigger projects this season one being my dress up darling uh the animation just took a fucking nosedive halfway through the season it it like and, and like I think with this, I think if another studio had picked this up, it could have been adequate at best. But I, like 
Tokyo 24th Ward is just not worth your time. They try to bring like some drama bullshit in the way, but like it just does not work. Like they make you believe that these kids care about each other, but yet they do stupid shit like beat each other up and like spoiler alert kill their other friends and beat the shit out of their other friends and then come back together like yo we're best buds again let's do this for so and so no no that's it's just terrible fucking writing is a terrible fucking anime i had high hopes for it i really did and it was just bad it was just a bad show like Tribe 9 was a bad show, and I didn't expect anything of it, and I wanted to keep on Tribe 9, but Tribe 9 was so bad, I, I, just, I just fucking couldn't. I just couldn't wrap my head around Tribe 9 anymore. I just couldn't. It was that awful. So my biggest disappointment was Tokyo 24th Ward, but what about my biggest surprise of the season? Well, I should say surprises. Because I had three surprises in the winter 2022 season. And then being the genius prince wanting to, you know, sell his estate and fucking blah, 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 whatever. Genius prince was my first surprise of the season. Slow loop was my second surprise of the season. And police in a pod was my third surprise of the season. Now, let me go over each and every one of them. Um, so... We had um, we had Realist Hero, which was like my cup of tea, king doing shit for like his village, his town, and like overcoming like obstacles or whatever. But when watching Genius Prince, I was like, you know what? I got to admit, this is just as good as Genius Hero, maybe even better. Solely to the fact that this was not a harem anime, um, and you and like it was a little bit more. I I wouldn't say. A lot more extreme than Realist Hero was, but Genius Prince was a little bit more um, was a little bit more bloody than uh, Genius Prince, and it was just stuff that I did not expect at all. Now it was toned down about eh, three fourths of the way through the series, but uh, Genius Prince ended up being really good. Uh, I liked Wayne and I liked Nim a lot; like they were two awesome characters. And a lot of the side characters they introduced throughout the show were really fucking cool as well. So um, that was my first surprise of the season. My second surprise of the season was Slow Loop. And I'm usually a sucker for um, cute girls doing cute things sort of anime. Uh, I was a big fan of Diary of the Breakwater Club. And this kind of reminded me of Diary of the Breakwater Club. But like a fusion of that mixed with cute girls doing cute things. Like Diary of the Breakwater Club was like was kind of like watching uh, Aizokin, but without like the crazy shit. It was just girls in a club like doing fishing. This one was like cute girls fishing, but also dealing with like some internal personal shit um, and like overcoming, you know, past instances and a whole bunch of other stuff. Now, um, the insertion of family into this anime was very cool as well because you do have a couple of fathers in the anime one thing I really would have liked the uh, show to do was to have um, Koharu's stepdad take that fatherly figure approach with her, which he did for a little bit, but I just wanted a little bit more out of that uh, from him. 
Uh, but overall, a very, honestly, a very family-friendly anime. Reminded me a little bit of Uticamp 2, where it's like, chill vibes, like, get a little teary-eyed at times. Um, and just a very relaxing anime at times. And uh, I was surprised at how really good it was. Um, like, cute girls doing cute things anime for me is just like, alright, here's my serotonin, we're good. But this one, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Slow Loop a lot. And then after that is Police in a Pod. Police in a Pod, like, got shit on so much this season because I guess people were just like, yo, fuck the police. And that's not fair to this anime. This anime was fucking not only comedy gold, but, like, honestly, pretty fucking serious at times. Um, when I found out that the, that the uh, author of the anime, or the author of the manga, the story was a former police officer themselves, um, I was shocked because, number one, the show is like, the, the characters in this show are not based off of real characters, but some of the, you know, some of the instances are based off of real instances. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. Um, like, there was clearly some moments that were like, that's not something a cop would do. But there were other moments that were like, damn, so it was like, this protocol or whatever? Like, I had to Google some shit be like, yo, is this, like, protocol in Japan when it comes to police officers? Um, and then, of course, you get two fucking hot-smoking babes as your main heroines of the anime and two fucking doofuses as your main, uh, I, I guess they're male protagonists. Um, they're more like the side characters, but, like, it's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum of Police in a Pod. Um... But I, I I really liked Police in a Pod a lot. I was surprised at how much I liked Police in a Pod. So my biggest surprises being Genius Prince, uh, Slow Loop, and Police in a Pod. Um, the best opening of the season, I went over this before. Uh, my 1A, 1B, and 1C in that order were Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, and Ranking of the Kings. But again, that's just not fair to some of these other shows that had really good anime. Like Those are three, like, like they're on another level of where openings should be, right? So, for me, the best opening of the season, outside of those three, belonged to Sabaki Bisco. I thought Bisco's opening was great. Um, my dress-up darling missed it by a little bit, I feel like. Um, but, Bisco's opening was really fucking good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed my dress-up darling's opening as well. But, it just fell right below uh, Sabaki Bisco's opening. For the ending, it, it's it's a clean. It was it was not a difficult. Um, it was not a difficult choice. Uh, My trust of darling. The ending was just phenomenal. The song was like nice and comforting, and the animation in the ending was just super sweet, super cute, and super awesome. Um, number two I had on the list was Dallas Frontline. Again, go listen to the previous episode of my top uh, five openings and endings of the Winter Twenty Twenty Two season if you want the rest of the list. But Dallas Frontline was my number two fucking banger of a song banger of a song now with that ladies and gentlemen we get to my anime of the season um but let's go over a couple things real quick again so my most overrated anime of the season was fantasy b shoujo um my most overrated anime of the season again was fantasy b shoujo uh my underrated were sasaki to miyano and princess connect redive part two my biggest disappointment was tokyo 24th ward and my biggest surprise of the seasons was The Genius Prince, uh, Slow Loop, and Police in a Pod. Now, with that, 
what is my anime of the season? Um, again, outside of the big three, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, and Ranking of the Kings, I actually had... Um, I actually really liked this anime a lot. And I honestly thought it was better of the Ranking of Kings. Um, and nothing against Ranking of Kings. Ranking of Kings is really, really good. But I felt like the second half of Ranking focused more on a character that should have not focused on and less of Boji. And I'll just leave it at that. But my end of the season, I don't think it was a question, belongs to my dress-up darling. I know some people are going to be like, oh, well, the fan servers, blah, 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 blah. Like, you got to look past that shit. You have to look past that shit. Because this is a wholesome fucking anime of things that, like, I, you, like you have this gal character who is very open with her, you know. Like, she's just a very, like, out-of-the-box person. Like, she doesn't care about, you know, being in a swimsuit. She doesn't care about measurements, like... She's passionate about her hobby, and she finds this man, Gojo, who can help her with her hobby and make her dreams come become a reality. And it's only from there that little things start to happen, development happens, and these two grow thanks to each other. This anime is wholesome as fuck, um, and I really wish we were getting a season two. I really do, because... Just to develop, like, I, I guess you could say the development is a little bit quicker than most other anime, but, like, that's what makes this show fucking good. Like, there's no fucking cut in corners. Like, they get right into it. And I gotta say something about the last episode. I really fucking do have to say something about the episode. If anybody is upset about Marin sticking her tongue out during the fireworks scene, like, you clearly haven't been watching this anime. You clearly haven't been watching it. I've seen people be like, Marin ruined the moment. I can't fucking believe it. They were going to confess, blah, blah, blah. No, that's who fucking Marin is. She cannot read a fucking room. She's a free spirit. She's goofy. She's a doofus. And she's fucking lovable. And like a great moment right there. Like that was the great moment of the fireworks scene. Yeah, the fireworks scene was animated beautifully. But Marin sticking her tongue out was honestly like, from uh, from like from a hardcore anime watcher like honestly for me it was unexpected but it made a lot of fucking sense why it happened it made so much sense as to why it happened so if you have an issue with her sticking her blue tongue out during that scene you kind of got to reevaluate yourself when it comes to you know watch the anime as a whole i don't really like to say that like in general but you have to understand the character a little bit more and you and like just rewatch the anime. That like I guess that's all I could say. Like rewatch the anime, watch like understand Marin a little bit more, understand Gojo a little bit more, and then maybe you can appreciate that scene a lot more. Um I think people started to understand that like later on. Um but the fact that people are still like, oh, she fucking ruined the moment, blah blah blah. No. She actually made that scene a lot better than what it was. And it was already fucking beautiful as it is. Um, but her sticking her tongue out, <laughs> her stupid, her, her, her fucking blue-ass tongue after eating that icy, just honestly icing on the cake. Icing on the cake for me. 
So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my anime of the season going to My Dress Up Darling. Now, I did tell you that we will be going over all the anime that I watched this season, giving it a quick score and giving it the My Anime List score as well. Um, let me just take a quick drink just so I can cleanse my palate real quick. All right. So let's start off with Attack on Titan, the final season, part two. I give it a nine on my anime list. Uh, I really liked uh, Attack on Titan, the final season, part two. There are some things I didn't like. Um, but overall, I think I gave it like an 8.8 .8 score overall. Um, after that, we had uh, Demon Slayer. I gave Demon Slayer a 10 on my anime list. Um, I think the score deserves to be higher. Eh, actually, you know what? That's a fair score. Um, it's got an 8.9 on my anime list. I think I would give it an 8.9 myself, uh, but I gave it a 10 just to boost the score. Um, but I would give it an 8.9 personally. After that, we had uh, TZ Master Takaki-san Season 3. I fucking love Season 3 so much. The ending of Season 3 was literally a fucking chef's kiss. Um, I gave it a 9 on my anime list. My anime list is, has it at an 8.5, and I think that's a fair score for season three. I really, really do. Enjoyable. There were some things I didn't like, but super fucking enjoyable was the hockey on season three. Um, after that, we have My Dress Up Darling. I give it a 10 on my anime list. I think I gave it like a nine, like a solid nine or a nine one. I fucking love this anime. I really did. Um, I thought it was wonderful. I fucking love My Trust of Darling so much. And I'm praying we get a season two. With how successful it was, I don't see why there shouldn't be a season two. Um, and then we have Case Study of Benitez. <sighs> season two was literally on par with season one. There were a lot of good gene moments in season two of Benitez No Carde. Um, but like, it felt like it was lacking in terms of action compared to season one. While season one had more action and less gene... This one had more gene moments and less action. I gave it an 8. Um, it's an 8.2 on my anime list. I think I... I, I want to give it like an 8.1. I think I gave season... Uh, I think I, I think I gave part 1 an 8.1 as well. So we're going to keep it at that. Um, Princess Connect Redive Season 2. I gave it 9. Y'all know my opinions on that. Um, my anime list has it at a 7.9. I don't like to give solid scores. So I will give Princess Connect an... Um, and 8.1 i was debating whether it's a 7.9 or an 8.1 i don't like give it solid numbers uh outside of that my anime list score so princess connect's gonna get an 8.1 after that we have akibi and her sailor uniform um i give the show a seven i had some issues with it mainly my dislike for akibi um i disliked akibi so much because she was so perfect she literally excelled at everything she did, and it got fucking annoying to me. It really did. I don't think it's a bad anime at all, but, like, my dislike for her made me dislike this anime more. Um, Mal has it at a 7.8. I don't think it's that good. I think I have it, like, a 7.4. Um, again, this was Cloverworks' other piece. Uh, so, they had Machos of Darling, Akabi Chen, and her sailor uniform two fucking phenomenal in anime in terms of animation uh and then tokyo 24th so all their time and effort literally went to those other two shows uh after that we have uh the g or not the genius prince uh the realist hero tries to rebuild uh the kingdom i give it an eight i like the second part a lot it was a different type of anime for me um where it was a lot more 
like plot driven than like action, even though there was action. And I was I was jealous of Somas Harum. I was fucking jealous of Somas Harum. Every one of his wife's outside of the fucking the child looking one are are literally dimes. Are literally fucking dimes. Um I give it an eight. Mal has it at a seven point four. I, I'll give it a seven point five. I really enjoyed the show. I can see why people don't like the show, um, but I enjoyed it. It was something different from other isekai anime that we've that we normally see. Uh, after that is Genius Prince. Again, I thought Genius Prince was slightly uh, Genius Prince. Again, was on the same wavelength of Realist Hero. Um, I gave it an eight. Um, I think a fair score for me is a seven six. I I I I don't know why I think it's a little bit better than Realist Hero. Like Realist Hero as a whole, I think is better, but Genius Prince was better than the second half of Realist Hero. Um, Ryman's Club is still airing. I have major issues with Ryman's Club right now. Um, I have it at like a six four because the drama in the show is just fucking stupid, um, and just does not make sense at all. Uh, after that, we have Sabaki Bisco. I gave it a 10. I fucking love this anime. It reminded me a lot of, like, Cowboy Bebop mixed with, like, uh, like, Cowboy Bebop with, like, a steampunk element and a little bit of Dodo Heidoro, but mainly because of the mushroom thing. Um, my anime list has it a 7.27. I think that's bullshit, and I think that's unfair. Um, for me, the show's at least an 8.3. Um, I think it's fucking good. I, I actually think it's really good in, t in terms of everything. Story, art, and animation. And it's Studio Oz's first anime, so gotta give them a lot of credit. Uh, Slow Loop is next. I gave it an 8. Um, my anime list has a 7.25. I think that's unfair. I think at least it's a 7.5. I was borderline gonna say 7.6, but I think 7.5 for Slow Loop is a fair score. Um... Again, I gave Fantasy Beach Shoujo a 5. I think an overall score for it is a 5.5. It was just not a good anime, if you ask me. Um, after that, we got the second season of Ari Farida. I like the second season of Ari Farida. I really did. It was a... It was... War, uh, is world's a good word? It was way better than season 1 was. Uh, I gave season 2 a 7. My animalist says it a 7.21. I'm in that area. I have it as a seven. I have it at a, I think I gave it a 6.9 maybe, or maybe a 7.1. So like in that area, I'm going to go with 6.9 just because of the harem and you know, it's 69. So, um, after that's police in a pod, I gave police in a pod an eight. I'm so happy the score broke above a seven because it was at like a six point whatever for so long. Um, is that a 7.1? I, I think it deserves a little bit higher. Uh, I'm gonna get a, a seven point four. Um, I think that's a fair score for it. After that, we have Ladale. Uh, no Daichi Nite. This show kind of got on my nerves after a while because the chick Kana was basically turned into like this fucking bully, and honestly, she was just very unlikable for me. Um. I gave it a six. My enemy list has a six point nine seven. I think that's, I think that's over hyping the show. Um, 
I think a fair score for it would be 6-3. It wasn't bad, but... Man, was that thunder? Holy shit. <laughs> um, it wasn't bad, but I think, you know, Kana being the bully that she was just did not make the show better for me. Um, after that, we got Love of Kill. This was my other show that I was going to have as my biggest disappointment, but I decided to go with Tokyo 24th Ward. Love of Kill just failed to deliver at the end. Uh, very open-ending anime, very open-ending story. Um, a lot of stuff just didn't make sense. Um, and it just failed to deliver at the end. I gave it a six on my anime list. It's okay to watch. I think at a 6.5 is a fair score for it. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to go out and say, Hey, you need to watch love of kill. Love of kill was literally the, was literally the appetizer for, um, for spy X family. That's the appetizer for Spike's family. Except less serious. Um, after that, we have Miss Kuritsu-san. I gave it a 7. This show was fucking hilarious to me. Um, my animalist has it at a 6.79. I think that's fair. I'm going to give it a 6.8 overall. Um, this show is funny as hell. And goofy as hell, too. Uh, after that, we have Orient. I gave Orient a 7. I enjoyed Orient. It was a good shonen anime. Um... I mean, not on par, but, like, Naruto and all that shit. But, like, I liked Orient a lot. Um, mainly because, like, our ma I'll get into it a little bit more. Um, because I may or may not have some Orient characters on my top males and females of the season. But I liked Orient a lot. Um, I gave it a 7. It's got a 6.43 overall score. I think that's a fair score. I'm going to go 6.5 on it. Um, because, I don't know. I just felt like it was a little bit better than, than a 6. Than... 6.4. So I'll go 6.5. Um, Tokyo 24th Ward, I gave a 4. Um, I also think overall that is a fair score. I'm not going to give solid numbers, so I'll give it a 4.1. Um, after that, I'm not going to give the Japanese name. I'm going to try to find the English name. Uh, the Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest. This show ended up being your trash reincarnation fantasy isekai looking anime i gave it a six it wasn't the worst thing i've ever watched but it was definitely not good um mail has it at a 6.2 i think i would give it a 6.1 overall um but this just is not good same thing with a show that i dropped going to my drop list with she professor herself pupil of the wise man kendishi this show was fucking terrible like actually fucking terrible i dropped it it was so bad i gave it a two on my anime list and i'm not gonna go above that i'll, I'll go i'll go 1.9 this show was just fucking bad it was awful it wasn't even funny like there was nothing i liked about the show same thing with tribe nine i love baseball but tribe nine was actually fucking terrible i would not recommend tribe nine i get also gave that a two i would i would say tribe nine was a little bit better than the other show to which i'll give it a two one dial's frontline is the same um dial's frontline the only the one thing dial's well a couple things dial's frontline had for it were the opening and ending and that it had waifus that's it i gave it a four on my enemy list it was bad um but i think an overall score would be like three nine for it this show was fucking 
bad. But if you like waifus, like I do, you might like it. But I didn't like it. Um, another show that I dropped was Iro Dori Midori. Um, I just, I, I, I just couldn't. I just could not get into this anime. I just could not get into it. Um, it was just so stupid at times. Um, I gave it a four. My anime list has it at like a five point seven. Um, I think it's like it's an also like a three point eight anime. And this one is another one that has waifus in it, but it just did not. It just did not do it for me. Even even for being a three minute episode anime, it just did not do it for me. Um, and then I'll go over my TV continuing anime. Um, eighty six part two. I gave a nine. Um, I liked part two a lot more than I liked part one. I think overall I gave it like an 8.7 or maybe an 8.8. I forget what one. Um, Ranking of the Kings, I gave a nine on my enemy list. Um, it just, again, like the like if it would have stopped at the first part, the first part would have been like, honestly, one of the, I, I think would have been one of the top 10 anime on my enemy list. I really would have. I really think it would have. But it just failed to deliver at the end. And the second half was actually very frustrating at times. For me, it was very frustrating at times. Um, so overall, I gave it like an 8.5, I want to say. Uh, Ranky coming in at 8.5. I think those are all of my... Oh, and then I did uh, and Then I did watch uh, the second season of Yashihime. I like the second season of Yashihime. It was way better than the first season. I gave it a 7. Um... My anime list is a 7.1, and I actually think that's a fair score. Um, the second season was very good. I dropped Platinum Men. Platinum Men was fucking terrible. It like it just did not make sense at times. I gave it a three, um, and I think that's generous. And I I can't believe I did this. I love. Let me tell you all something. All right. I own the entire collection of World's End Harem. I do. All right. In manga form. I love World's End Harem. I really do. But the anime fucking butchered it. Alright? The anime actually fucking butchered it. Like, World's End Harem is a trashy, stupid anime that has to be taken as a trashy, stupid anime. And they just did not... Like, it was a bad adaptation. It really was. I gave it a 3 on my anime list. And I think I have, like, a 3-3. Like, they needed to do more with this show. They needed to do more. The manga's good. The manga's good. Like, I enjoy the manga. I really do. Um, and with that, I believe that is our winter 2022 review part one. All right. So we talked about, um, all the, like all my categories right there. Sorry, I just had to take a quick sip just to just to cleanse my palate again, just to heal my throat. Um, overrated, you know, underrated, disappointed, surprised, and then anime this season. And um, you know, we went over uh, every anime and what I scored it. Now we'll know our top ten male characters of this season and. I don't want to get some grief for some of these, but coming in at number 10 was Song Rang Song Ryong Ha from Love of Kill. Again, 
I had to stretch on some of these male characters, mainly because it was not a strong male character season. Um, Ryanga was actually pretty badass at times, um, but like he was vulnerable at times too from uh, love of Ki or love of kill. Um, I thought he was a pretty cool main character overall, um, but again, in a weak season, it was like you got to pick from you, you're still pulling from the bottom of the barrel. Um, so Song Ryunga coming in at number ten, coming in at number nine. I actually had Seiji Minamoto from um from Police in a Pod, and even though I was scraping at the bottom for this one, like Minamoto was actually pretty funny at fucking times. Um, and was actually like enjoyable to watch at times too. Like, there's a scene where they're driving through the woods because they think they found like a murderer or some shit, and like he's just fucking flying through the woods, like. Not giving a shit about people. Not giving a shit about the chief's car that he took. He just wants to get on the he just wants to get on the scene first. Um, and his fucking afro is funny as shit, dude. Like, so Minamoto coming in at number nine on my favorite male character of the season. Coming in at number eight is the same anime, and that's gonna be uh, Minamoto's partner in Takashi Yamada. Um, Yamada was like like the grunt police man or the grunt police detective that I actually enjoyed because he was more level-headed than most of the other police officers in this, you know, police box. Um, and like he stepped up at times uh, and I don't know. I just enjoyed him a lot. Uh, so that's number eight coming in at number seven. And we just talked about this. From Orient, and that is Kojimi um, Kanemaki, or Kojiro Kanemaki. Um, so, I didn't get the vibe from the typical shonen aspect of Orient, where, like, you have your main character, you have your main character's best friend, and then you have the female who enters the fray. And most of the time, you're going to get the best friend being a piece of shit. But, like, that doesn't happen throughout this show. Kojiro stays true to his friendship uh, with Musashi throughout the entire first 12 episodes of the show. Um, and I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just really I, I liked Kojiro as a character. I thought he was a really well-written character. Um, and that's why he was my seventh favorite male character of the season. And coming up, speaking of Musashi, I have Musashi at number six. Um, I felt like Musashi broke the mold for your man for like your main protagonist. Like your main protagonist and most other shonens are gonna be like, I have to like I have to do better. Like I can I can definitely overcome this. Where Musashi is faced with adverse adversity and he's just like and like people are like, yo, like you literally cannot fucking do anything. And he's like Yeah, I know. I I'm I can't fucking do anything. Um, so y'all go ahead and I'll try to support you the best as I can. Um, and I like that about Musashi. I like that a lot about Musashi that like he broke the, you know, um, he broke the mold of like what a shonen main character is. So um, that's why Musashi coming in at number six male characters Coming in at number five was Jobby from Sabi Kibisco. Jobby was a badass old man that 
somehow got out of fucking death multiple times. Multiple, multiple, multiple times. And he was a fucking boss. Like, just Jobby was a fucking boss at times. And now we're getting, like, speaking of Jobby, we're getting into the cookies and creams. Cookies and cream of the male characters. Because coming into number four, I have Milo Nekoyanagi. Milo, like... From Sabaki Bisco again. Milo, for me... Um... Like, I usually hate his type of characters. I really do. Like, the whiny side character who, like, doesn't want to get involved or, like, puts his priorities above the other, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Milo fucking steps up throughout the show. Um, and then, spoiler alert, once, once, once Bisco dies, like, he basically inherits Bisco's soul and is like, yo, I'm fucking bisco now i'm going to fuck everything up i'm shooting mushrooms everywhere fucking everywhere so after milo at number four i have wayne salama alvarez coming in at number three this was kind of tough for me like i was flip-flop between wayne and somebody else from my number three but I really liked Wayne a lot as a character. Um, like, he was serious at times, and, like, he could fucking ruin people's lives at times. But, like, I liked the temper tantrums he would throw in, like, his chibi form. Um, and I just thought he was a really interesting character. He reminded me a lot of, uh, of Katsuragi Kama from The World God Only Knows, but, like, not getting his knowledge from video games, but, like, getting his knowledge from, like, being a fucking genius. So Wayne, I was flip-flopping between him and this person being at my number three and two. Coming in at number two was Bisco himself. Um, Bisco Akaboshi from Sabaki Bisco. I fucking love Bisco, dude. I, like, I need more Bisco in my life. I really need more of this anime. Um, his fucking smile, just his badass tendencies. Like, his love for his fucking buddy Milo. Uh his hopefully budding love for his girlfriend, wife, fucking sexy bitch, Pawu, eventually as well, I hope. Um, I just need more. I need more of this story. I need more of this anime. I need more of Bisco. Bisco was a badass son of a bitch, dude. And, spoiler alert, when he comes back from the dead, <laughs> um, it, like, it made sense why he came back from the dead and like that's something i really liked about the story like it's like all right he's back from the dead all right they better fucking explain it and they explain it and i'm okay with it i was okay with why bisco came back from the dead i don't think it's any surprise who my number one is for male characters of the season it's gojo wakana from my dress up darling i fucking love gojo so much and i've said this multiple times He's better than the Gojo from, from uh, he's a better Gojo than Jujutsu Kaisen's jo uh, Gojo. There, I've said it. I've said it again. I've said it on the podcast now that Gojo from My Dress Up Darling is better than Gojo from uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. I said it. Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen is just a copy and paste of Kakashi, but a little bit cooler. Gojo from My Dress Up Darling has to overcome obstacles. He has to overcome social anxiety. 
yeah, he's your typical, like, oh, I, I can relate to this kind of guy character, but that's how a fucking anime character should be. You should be able to fucking relate to the character, which makes them more real and makes them more relatable, and you can you can understand their pain, and you can understand their suffering, and you can understand their enjoyment, and you can understand their enjoyment. Yes, two separate words right there. Enjoyment, enjoyment. And you can understand their passion, because he finds something he loves to do, or he has something he loves to do, and he can use that for something else to help somebody else in making them fucking happy. And that's what makes Gojo a fucking awesome character. Not, like, in a better... And I don't want to get back in the better Gojo thing, but that's what makes Gojo fucking awesome. And the fact that he only has two sets of clothes. Well, three, including his, his school clothes. So, anyway... That's my top 10 male characters of winter 2022 season with Gojo being the fucking goat. These characters will also be up on my Tumblr either tonight or tomorrow via NJ Otaku on Tumblr. Now, I'm going to take a quick drink because I got a little bit fired up talking about Gojo. Some will call him Goat Joe. All right. Now, what would waifus and weeboos be without fucking waifus, ladies and gentlemen? We talked about our host bundos. Now, let us get into our waifus. And a questionable waifu starting off at number 10 in Bet Wolf or Bet Wolf from Miss Kuriitsu. Now, I know some people might be saying, wait a minute, Nick. That's actually a man. Yes. But not really. Because uh, Bet has more like female tendencies throughout the show than male tendencies. And I only see Bet as a woman. Alright. I don't want to hear anything else. Wolf Girl. Fucking dynamite. Fun. Hilarious. A badass bitch. Pretty fucking cool waifu. That's it. We're going to go on to the next one. Because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Cars driving by. That's it. Coming in at number 9. Is fucking um, Tsugumi Hattori. From Orient. She, Sugumi kind of broke the mold for, like, the female character, like, for the, like, the side female character. Like, normally you have, like, like, it look like Sakura and, like, Orihime. Like, you have these, like, badass bitches, but, like, well, not that Sakura's a badass bitch, but, like, she, she became fucking strong. Um, Sugumi was, like, a cool fucking character. Like, she had, like, a dedication to a piece of shit. Right? And she stuck to that dedication. But, like, she grew after meeting Musashi and Kojiro. Um, and again, that's character development. And if you have good character development, you are a good fucking character in my eyes. I mean, you can have good character development and still be a piece of shit character and be a, be a piece of shit person, character, whatever. But, you know, it's still good development. And she's fucking hot. Like, I dig the character design. The the greenish teal hair. Like, dynamite body. That's all I gotta say about Sugumi. Coming in at number eight was Juju-sama or Sajuna Inui. Um, only in My Dress Up Darling for a little bit. But definitely made an in, a big impact on being Juju-sama. Um, I think... Like... Hermi and Marin was good development for both of them because Juju only knew cosplaying by herself or, well, with her sister. Um, 
and like grew to basically having a fun understanding that it is nice to um have other people share in your hobby with you um not only your sister but other people as well so after she meets baron like that development starts to pick up and even after she meets gojo like that development starts to pick up as well even though i hope nothing fucking comes from that bullshit because i don't need this anime turning into a harem i really fucking go um so juju sama coming in as my number eighth my number eight uh female of the season coming in at number seven again a sleeper um but coming in at number seven was koharu uh Mina uh minagi from slow loop um i didn't think i'd have her on here but like i liked koharu a lot like she was fucking stupid and funny and she was another character you could sympathize with um not only because like she lost her mother but like she has like she had like i did like i don't know like the disease thing as a child really fucking gets me like it really really does um and like i felt like it was well written in this anime and just her development as well like wanting to be like the big sister wanting to become like a good sister um and i don't know i like i just really like kohara a lot she's fucking adorable kohara was like is actually fucking adorable um and that's why i have her as my number seven female character coming in at number six is fuji psycho and fuji from uh police in a pod honestly like god like actual like like i wouldn't say wife material but like a strong independent woman who like knows what she wants who like takes her job seriously mainly all the time and honestly has a dynamite body as well and to quote and to quote horror he suzumiya well to quote to quote kyon from harami Har oh my god to quote kyon from harihi i kind of have a thing for girls in ponytails and psycho rocks the fucking ponytail hot and awesome so um psycho coming in at my number six female character of the season coming in at number five is the sister to juju sama that's shinju uh inui um when you find out more about inui or when you find out more about shinju and like what she wants out of life like definitely definitely like grew on me as a character and her passion to cosplay a certain individual but knowing she can't because of reasons like i've fucking been there before right i've fucking been there before like me being me being once a a, a extremely large gentleman you know my only cosplays I thought of were Snorlax or, you know, or, you know, anything in the fat category, whatever. Um, but like, I got to the point in my life, you know, when I was like really, really fat that I just did not give a fuck. I just did not give a fuck. Cause I'm going to do what I want. That's fun. Um, and after talking with Gojo, like 
Shinju like realizes that as well. Now she takes the extra steps and efforts to do what she can to cosplay as her favorite, you know, character. But like at the end of the day, she wants to cosplay not only for herself, but she wants to cosplay with her sister. And I don't know, like that shit just like gets my heart flowing. Like it fills me with joy. It fills me with love. And like, I, I, I like Shinju a lot. I, I, I really fucking did. I really like Shinju a lot. Um, yeah, I, I felt for her at times. Not fell for her, but felt for her. But she shouldn't have, like, her being a middle schooler shouldn't have the type of body she, ah, uh, well, you know what, whatever. Different people have different, have different genes and hormones and whatever, so it is what it is. Coming in at number four, honestly, I thought she was the best character in Akabi Sailor Uniform. And that's Erica Kizaki. Um, she was just way more interesting than Akabi. She was just way more interesting than the other characters in this anime. Um, her her outgoingness to be with Akabi, to wanting to support Akabi, to re-sparking her passion in... Uh, in playing the piano, in playing the violin, like, and just doing, like, other shit as well throughout the entire anime, I mean, like, helping out with tennis. Like, she was, like, while Akabi was, like, doing, like, the main shit, like, I'll play tennis, I'll be in the dance club, I'll do this, I'll do that. Like, in the background, like, Erica is literally doing the same shit, but it goes unnoticed. She helps the one girl with tennis. She helps play violin. She helps play piano. She helps run the fucking race. She helps with the cheer squad. But it goes unfucking noticed to most people that it's not the fucking viewer. But me and some of the other viewers realize that as well. All right. So that is why Erica, for me, is my favorite character in that show, is the best character in that show, and is she is my top four favorite female of the season now my top three honestly i think one of them is unforgettable i really do but i think these three were literally top tier waifus of the season and top top tier female characters of the season i hated putting this one at three i really did because she's my type you all know my type dark hair you know sexy ass bitch badass bitch too and that's Pau uh, Neko Yonagi. A fucking hair, like, character design was fucking cool. Like, the hair frost, you know, she had this, she had the twins hanging out of that jacket. But Pau was a badass bitch. She really was. And the fact that, like, she goes up to Bisco, spoiler alert, she goes up to Bisco and she's like, yo, like, nobody has ever called me pretty with my rust. Like, you were the first one to call me pretty and, like, Basically, I told him, like, I want to have your fucking children. Was like, I was like, yes. Like, that's your fucking man. Take your fucking man. Take what's fucking yours. And the fact that Milo supports it made it so much better. Like, that is what I wanted to see. Like, your boy, Milo, like, the boys are, like, best wingman. Like, Milo literally best wingman. Um, But I fucking dug Pablo a lot. I really fucking did. Sexy ass bitch. Fucking sexy, bad-ass bitch Pabu was. <sighs> Coming in at number two. And I think the I think the Takanashi Ray factor played a factor into this. 
But not really, because I really fucking love Nim from Genius Prince. Like, you get the best of both worlds with black hair and, like, and, like, the blue eyes to, like, white hair and red eyes. But you want to talk another, you want to talk about another badass bitch? Like, Nim was literally decapitating people on a constant fucking basis throughout this anime. Literally fucking slicing people's heads off. Literally fucking killing people left and right. And she had thighs that y'all could sleep on. Like, these things look like fucking two pillows. Along with the twins as well. Like, Nim was just fucking high. Simple as that. I know the fact that she was an interesting character and she did what she would do for uh, Wayne. Which is why, like, one of the like one of the reasons that I was debating the potent Wayne as my number two male character is that he did not like people talking shit on Nim. Like, Nim was the race that like people shit on, and like he just did not fuck with that. Like, you talk shit about Nim and her race, you're gonna get fucked up. Simple as that. Nim is fucking cool. You want to talk about another badass bitch? Nim and fucking Pawu were two badass bitches. Coming in at number one, again, it's it's not a surprise that this one, along with the other male character of this of the series, took home the gold. And that's Marin. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I was never big on the on the Gyaru characters. I really was not. Um but Marin's free spiritedness, like she just broke the mold. Like she she wasn't a bit like she's not a fucking bitch character. Like she's not a tsundere. She breaks the mold of what like this type of like the what this type of character design looks like. Like she breaks the mold of what they like are supposed to act like. She befriends Gojo. Whereas like if you see this character in any other anime, like they're not gonna befriend gojo they're just not gonna fucking do that because it's not in their you know forte there it's in their forte to bully gojo but Marin for me is just like she filled my heart with joy again like the fan service for me like just did not like that did not matter to me like her free spiritedness like her love and passion for cosplay like look i've made cosplays before and her cosplay in episode one Seeing Gojo's reaction, like, <sighs> I've fucking been there. It was a dog shit cosplay. And and I have fucking been there to where people are like, you can't be wearing this shit. And it's like, yeah, I am because I fucking made it. Um, She just fills me with joy. Her smile, her attitude, her personality, like, again, her free spiritedness actually just fills my heart with fucking joy. And like, the combination of her and Gojo as a whole, like, Slow Loop gave me a gave me a good uh, a good dose of serotonin. The combination of uh, Marin and Gojo was literally pure serotonin, like injected into my fucking veins. I'm fucking at ease. Like I didn't have to worry about anything watching the series. Like it was like 99% fluff. Like, it was so much fluff. Like, I couldn't even make a fluff or another sandwich. That's how much fluff it was. I fucking love Marin. I really fucking do. I love... I, I You know what? I love Marin, Nim, and Pawu. Like, if I could, I would put all four of them. I would put all three of them as my tops of the season. Um, 
But Marin was just a little like I, I feel like Pau and Nim are forgettable. I really do. Um I don't think people are gonna forget Marin. I really don't until the series is until the manga is finished and and or the anime is finished. I really don't think um Marin's gonna go away anytime soon. So So yeah. So let's do a recap, quick recap on everything that we did today. Um We talked about my most overrated anime. Uh, in Fantasy Bisojo, my most underrated in Sasaki to Miyano and Princess Connect Redive Season 2. My biggest disappointment was Tokyo 24th Ward. My surprises were Genius Prince, Slow Loop, Police in a Pod, and my anime of the season was, in fact, um, My Dress Up Darling. My top 10 male characters of the season were Seong Ryongha, Seiji Minamoto, Takashi Yamada, Kojuro, uh, Kanemaki, Musashi, Jabi, Milo, Ye- Milo Nekoyanagi, uh, Wayne Salama Arbalest, um, Bisco Akaboshi, and Gojo Wakana. My top 10 females of the season, um, starting from number 10, was Bet Wolf, um, Sajuna, or Juju Inui. Oh no, I'm sorry, not, nope. Uh, Sugumi Hattori was number 9. Sajuna Juju Inui was number eight. Coming in at number seven was Ko- Koharu uh, Minagi. Six was Fuji Saiko. Five was Shinju Inui. Four was Erika Kizaki. Three was Pawu Nakoyanagi. Two was Nimd Ra- Nim Raleigh. And number one was Marin Kitagawa. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode of the Waifus and Weeboos podcast, the Winter 2022 review episode. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the podcast as the spring season has now started. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot stress enough that the spring season is starting off fucking powerful right now. Powerful right now. A lot of really fantastic shows. I just got done watching uh, the first episode of uh, Komi Sang Can't Communicate and it leaves off. It, it, it starts right where it left off with a fucking banger of an episode. Um, the ending already might be my favorite of the season. It, it really might. Um, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is... Uh, let me let me go through the, the rigmarole of everything. Um, make sure to check out me on... Uh, make sure to uh, give us a like on Facebook, Waifus and Weeaboos. I'm on Twitter, Waifus and Weeaboos on Twitter. Um, NJ Otaku on Tumblr. Again, the top 10 males and females will be on Tumblr either tonight or tomorrow. Um, either Thursday, Friday, or Saturday of April uh, 7th through the 9th. One of those days they'll be up. Uh, so follow the Tumblr. Make sure to follow my Twitch and my YouTube. Both Sora Sensei 1. Go to Twitch. Um... Or no, not my YouTube. Well, you can follow me on YouTube as well. I don't really upload to YouTube, but Twitch and TikTok. Twitch, just search in Sora Sensei and then in number one. And then in TikTok, Sora Sensei and then in number one. I just uploaded a new TikTok and I am live on Twitch right now where I'm doing a live episode of the podcast, but I also do some gaming as well. So make sure to follow me there. And then in there, you can join our Discord. Well, you can join my Discord and you can find out when I go live on Twitch and when I drop new episodes of the podcast as well. Um, you can also find 
the podcast on all um, podcast streaming services, uh, services like Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. But I want to give you all a heads up that you can find me exclusively. Well, not exclusively because I'm not just on Geekscape.net, but I am on Geekscape.net. I am affiliated with Geekscape.net. Um, and I, 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 I cannot recommend checking out Geekscape.net enough. Um, if you like things other than anime, the um, some of the shows on this um, on Geekscape can be right up your alley. Uh, a lot of talented individuals doing episodes. Uh, Horror Movie Night is a great show. Um, there's a lot of shows that involve um, video games and other cool stuff as well. Um, I think our our main guy uh, just did an interview with a director. And don't forget, we did an interview with a director as well. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, our main uh, our main guy Jonathan London, who like I who started it, um, had an interview with Giancarlo Esposito, um, and he was an actor in The Mandalorian and Breaking Bad. So you could definitely check out that podcast. Again, a lot of great talented individuals. Um, One Hit Thunder. Again, Horror Movie Night. They just did an episode about Starship Troopers. Um, Xbox Game Passengers. They did an episode of Sea of Solitude. Um, Christmas, Christmas, 365 Days. A um, lot of, lot of fantastic... Um, really, a lot of tremendous individuals doing great episodes of their own personal podcast. I cannot recommend checking out geekscape.net more than I have for like the past, like two minutes that I have. Yes. You can listen to me on there, but also you can listen to these, um, talented individuals as well. And if you enjoy anime merchandise, stickers, peekers, shirts, etc., check out sukawai.com. Use the promo code source and one, that's the source sensei, the number one, and get 5% off your entire order. All the socials should be in um, in the description of this episode and on my homepage as well. So again, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Waifus and Weeboos podcast. And the spring season is here, and we're going to have some spring episodes coming up sooner than later. So again, I wanted to say thank you. and. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.